We're going to be going in three, two, one. Brown Cave's variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice of life. You know, ooh, oh, another thing. We like to keep our podcast uh, fresh and relevant because that's what um, that's what the kids want, right? Oh, that's yeah. what all the cruisers out there want. The cruising, uh, cruising cruiser fans want to. Uh, Jesus, I'm good. What was that? Are you okay? I, I Are tried you to good? Knock, I tried to knock over my laptop. It's cool. Oh well, um, let's not do that again. Well, I'm glad we're bringing this up because we might have to change not just our tagline but the name of the podcast if you hurt yourself like this. Anyway, we were talking about taglines because our tagline right now, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's Brian and me. It's a podcast. I mean, we've created koozies. If you're out at Mega Tailgate, you got some on Cruisemas. We have buttons and stickers, which we still have. We still got them. And um, this, that, and the other. So we've used this tagline for quite a bit. But now we're, we want to switch it up. We want it to be a little more exciting, don't we? We want to add a little pizzazz to it. Little, so Brian, um, Brian and... A little spice, a little uh, the salt meme, except without salt, we want to add some cumin on it. Cumin's good, good seasoning. Brian, why don't you go ahead and share? We we had a conversation today that just kind of boiled over into a list of like ten plus different taglines that we could use. So here's what we're gonna do. I want you to share a couple of them. I'm gonna share a couple that I liked, and then. We let our good, good friends on the Twitter application or Twitter desktop, if you went to www.twitter.com, and we asked people what their thoughts were. And we actually got a good amount, a good amount of tweets. So we have a lot to read through. So, Bright, enough of me talking. What are two that really stood out to you that you shared earlier? Um, You know, I'll go with uh, Bryant and me. You've got nothing better to do. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. If you're listening to us, that's probably true. Also, uh, we'll what go with Bryant and me. Better than two rash challenges. Ooh, <laughs> brought me better than two rash challenges. I think that I could put that on a koozie. Okay. Although after this, we probably should do something koozies, something other than koozies. I like those. Okay, <clears throat> I got a couple that I think are pretty good. First one. And I have to give you credit for this one because you said this one weeks ago and it just it resonated with me. I think that's why I even brought up like the the conversation today was Brian Me, the podcast your mother warned you about. That kind of gives us like the the rebel type of uh, look, you know? Because when people listen to this podcast, they think, oh, those guys are those guys are rebels. I don't want to run into those guys down a dark alley, you know? Who no, not at all, not at all. That's dangerous, dangerous living right there. And a quick related story. On Friday, I took my my wife and my son. We went to lunch. I took the day off. You know, mental health day. Need to get out of the office a little bit. Um, so we went to lunch at a local restaurant, a local dining establishment, and there was a picture of James Dean on the wall, like a Ooh. big old portrait of James Dean. And my son, who's over two years old, he looks over and points at it. And he says, Dada? Wow. So he thought that I was um, he thought that I was James Dean. So that really links up with our rebel rebellion type of um, podcast that we have here. One more and then we'll share the list because we got a good list. Oh yeah. Uh, Brian and me, you diss yourself. Oh my god. Brian and me, you dislike yourself as much as we do, obviously. There you I go. thought those were solid. Oh yeah, there we go. So let's um, let's read them off. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna go down the list. And Brian, how about you give me a rating of one to ten? Ooh. And I don't need to explain which is the best and which is the worst. Okay, just one to ten rating, and then give me any feedback that you might have on it. First one. This is from friend of the pod, Andrew Atkins, part of the Bam Army, also one of the. Uh, the massive report contributors that were added this year, Brian and me, the Wendy's breakfast of podcasts. Ooh, 
That's a that's a really good one. It calls. I appreciate that it calls back to a former conversation that we've had on Twitter um, yes. with you tweeting mm-hmm. about your uh, Wendy's breakfast experience last week, which you know was mixed. <sighs> um, don't don't remind me. Have, has your, probably why I didn't have any energy on Saturday night. Has your stomach recovered yet? <laughs> um, I think so. Yes. Okay. Um, very solid. I'll give that a, an eight out of ten. Ooh, eight out of ten. You know, with Dancing with the Stars and stuff, you have to start the judging low because as we keep going, you're setting the bar really high. It is a good one. I'm not Andrew. I'm not trying to shoot you down, but we have a lot way, uh, a lot more to go. Second one, <clears throat> friend, uh, Rich Uncle Skeleton, aka at Lava Twin, aka Evan on the Twitters. He said, "Brian, me, not me and Bryant." It, you know, it's a play on our name. I appreciate that he that he's clarifying um, who we are and who we are not. Also, bonus point for a fantastic, somewhat obscure Simpsons reference there. Um, for Rich Uncle Skeleton, <laughs> I'm gonna give that. A, I'm gonna give that a nine. That's pretty strong. You're gonna go with what? A nine. A no- Oh, a nine. Okay. Well. Still a long way to go. All right. Next one is uh, Mike Hudson or Mike Slutson, if you're on the internets. Um, also, Evan and Mike are both a part of the 3-2-1 podcast. Three lads, two, cu- uh, two teams in one cup. Excuse me. Which we might talk a little bit about that later. Bryant and me. I'm not Bryant. I think he's got better. Um, <laughs> that's about a four. Ooh, he's got two more. This one's from him also. Bright and me. We promise we'll try this episode. Now that the sad thing is we are trying. And it's and if we're getting the result <laughs> we're getting. This is probably the most we've tried. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that score? Of I think that's better. I'll go with a seven. All right, and then the last one from Mike Hudson Slitson. Brian and me, now with 100% more non-Canadian bacon. I feel like this is a reference to something that I'm not picking up on. But I, I for the life yeah. of me, don't know what it is. Yeah, that one went over my head, and I have a pretty big head. So that, um, wow. what's your score? Um, we go with a five. All right. All right, you're feeling generous. Next one. Uh, thank you, Mike, for all of your contributions to our podcast tonight. Next one is from Columbus Crew UK and Ireland. So we've got a team account from Across the Pond, although wow. that's another podcast. We're not trying to advertise. Uh, Brian and me, now with added you. Hmm. It's, you know, solid, not bad. Um, go with a six. Six, Okay. Moving on, thank you very much for um, everybody overseas, our big, uh, our BAM army that uh, is overseas. Next one, Chris. Chris said, Brighton me, still half in the closet. <laughs> that's, that's well done. Um, clearly, he's familiar with our podcast lore, which, <laughs> which, which I appreciate. Um, you know, I appreciate a good inside joke. I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> Uh, we'll go that's really solid i'm gonna go with a nine on that one as well nine nine times nine times um this one brian you put it in there so i'm gonna judge it and read it brian me made with bits of real brian so you know it's good i do appreciate the anchorman reference i will give it a um a 69 out of 10 nice all right david carver a gentleman with Enquar or Queen Anne's Revenge for those who are unhip to the lingo. Brian me, not Ace's radio, actually good. Boom. You know, he, I, I appreciate what I appreciate about this is A, he says we're good, which cool. He's never listened. <laughs> Clearly. B, he puts down another pod, another competitor podcast at the same time as you know praising us right so it's it's kind of that double whammy of bringing us up and somebody else down i think that's our winner i'm gonna give that a full 10 oh, a full david carver congratulations full 10 um good job on that tweet we got a lot of good ones it actually one came in 
whilst we were talking. Wow. We're reading these live. You're not listening live, of course, because this is a recorded broadcast. But uh, one thing that came up was from Two Rash Challenges podcast. <sighs> so what's your score for the... Uh, negative thousand. All right. Well, here was the uh, the the tagline. Brian and me, we want to be two rash challenges when we grow up. Well, first off, we don't. <laughs> Second of all, we're never going to grow up. That's not a thing we do. <laughs> Third and of all. Especially as old as those guys are. And loud. Good God. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, um, thank you all, everybody, for the taglines. We have a lot of thinking to do. We have a lot of uh, thought to put into this because we already have the logo. But um, since, I mean, if you look at the logo, it has our beautiful faces on it. Beautiful is uh, subjective. And mine has no beard on it, so I was thinking of updating it anyway. So maybe we'll use one of these taglines. Maybe, uh, maybe we won't, but you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Well, Brian, let's... Uh, Let's not waste any more of people's time and go into a different segment of wasting their time. Welcome to Bright and Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Today, we've got, uh, we claim to have a shorter show, which means it'll end probably in about an hour and 20 minutes. But we have two things we're going to cover today, and a lot in those two things. So it's kind of two headings with multiple subheadings. We got some announcements in here. We have some cool events coming up. There's so much going on, and we want to share them with you, all of the enlistees and the officers in the BAM Army. So first, the crew went all the way to Seattle, and all they got was one lousy point. Boo! Better than zero. We'll talk about it, but mostly Bryant, because I may have fallen asleep. Let's keep listening to find out if I actually did. Then we're going to discuss all of the Premier League fun for Liverpool Football Club. But first, Bryant, how did Saturday night go? You know, it was it, it was a lovely evening. I, you know, one one thing, and I did tweet this out too. So you know, this might be a rerun for some of you. I'm recycling my jokes here. You were tweeting like a machine on Saturday. I, I you was. Were, you were creating that content. I had a good time. Um, one one thing where I know I'm getting older and not as you know young and resi- resilient as I used to be. Um, we stopped on the way home. I spent the, the afternoon with my my lovely wife. We just had some you know some time together. Went out, did a few things, went record store shopping, which was fun. Um, on the way home, we stopped and you know wanted some beer for the game. And I'm like, man, this game didn't start till ten. I got to stay up late, so of course I had to grab a soda. Man, back pop. in the day. For translating uh, for Ohioans, a pop. He had to get a pop. For translating for you people in the South, I had to get a Coke. What kind of Coke? It was a Diet Mountain Dew. Um, so, um, so we started there, right? All right, I have my soda in me, my Mountain Dew. I'm getting hype. I'm ready. And then I got out the old Twitter machine. And, you know, we were tweeting up a storm, having a good time, was, was interacting with uh, with crew Twitter, which which was a good time. And, you know, at some point during all the, you know, Mountain Dew consumption and tweeting, there was actually a soccer game uh, oh. going on as well. So, you know, our boys went out to went out to Seattle. Um, it was kind of a kind of an all over the place performance. I mean, when you're playing the defending champs on their, you know, their home field, um, you, calling it a field, by the way, is is doing it loosely. That turf that's, is nonsense. That's polite. Yeah, that's very polite. Um. You know, I was happy to come out with a point. It was kind of an up and down performance, but you know, we ultimately we took it to them. Um, really had a good time enjoying it. Did uh, so you didn't get a chance to watch it, right? I did watch um, part of it. I also was on the Twitter machine earlier in the day, and I thought, you know, okay, I'm gonna have some coffee around ten o'clock, and I'm gonna be fine, and I'll watch the match. It's gonna be fun. Brian and myself, we will do some uh, tweets for all you fine folks, and I just. Uh, no, I went down for the count. I didn't have any coffee, actually. Now, the thing is, my son, I'm going to blame my kids because that's why you have them. I was going to blame him because over the last few nights leading up to this match, he would not sleep in the middle of the night. Ooh. So he would wake up for a couple hours. I would go into the room and just pass out on the floor, just exhausted. I would just sleep on the floor. And that happened for 
like three or four nights in a row. So I thought, okay, if I drink this coffee and I go into his room fully awake, there's no way I'm going to be able to fall asleep because we don't pick him up and rock him or rub his back or anything. I go in there. There's a pillow in the room. I lay on the floor and I say, go to bed. <laughs> Once he starts talking to me, he's like, hi, dad, dad. Hi, dad, dad. And I was like, go to sleep because Aww. that's what I love. Brian, don't start with me. I did not get to watch much of the match. I watched the beginning of it. And then my wife filmed an extremely flattering video. Oh, man, that was that was hot. <laughs> of me sleeping probably i think it was around the 30th minute or so but i was uh i was not doing great you tweet uh you texted me before and you're like oh i want to be sitting up to watch the match so i don't fall asleep and you could see i was sitting and it doesn't matter if if there's any kind of surface i'm either sitting or laying on i will fall asleep in the back, like if i'm in the back seat of a car if someone's if we're traveling somewhere and i'm a passenger which almost never happens I will fall asleep without any issues. Or if I'm sitting on a chair, sitting upright, if, if I'm holding coffee, this is legit happen. I'm holding a cup of coffee and I've fallen asleep holding a cup of coffee. I did watch the highlights. So let's start with that goal. That goal, oh. it's like the planets lined up. It was in such a small window <laughs> and like any fraction of time, one second, either direction, and it wouldn't have worked. Diaz whipped that. Oh my gosh, that that ball in got through everybody. Went right to Zardes, and he was able to just clean it up. That was a goal for this offense. What you want to see throughout the season. This is the capacity of their of their offense because Diaz is so quick. Right, he's so fast, and he can mess with the defense so badly. And he opens up other guys. He opens up other players. And whenever you have Zardis and Pedro Santos and Zella Rayon in there. You can't you can't leave any of those guys unmarked. And it opens the field up like that. So he can throw, he can kick an assist in there. I said throw it in there. You know, he can whip it in there. And as long as you're on the back end, you can clean it up, which I know Zardis has not had um, the greatest of experience with that last season. Right. Cleaning up goals and being able to put those away. So far. I mean, in that Seattle match, it looked good. Now, outside of that, there were not a lot of offense highlights. No, but one thing I will say about that goal, just real quick, I know we've talked, a ton was made, uh, you know, rightly so, for Diaz's cross, which, I mean, that thing was pinpoint money and good on Jossie for, you know, not skying that over the net, which, you know, we, you and I have both seen him do in person. Um <laughs> Multiple Part times, um, but the build-up play to that, the with Artur and Zellerey, and that the pass uh, from Artur that sets up Diaz to mm-hmm. go is, I mean, that's just a thing of beauty. You know, that's that's what Caleb Porter's offense wants to be, right? They want to be launching in when you've mm-hmm. got wingers like you do with you know with Diaz and Pedro Santos on the other side. That's what they want to be doing is they want to be launching in as many of those type crosses like that as possible so uh, you know diaz with his speed i think was really impressive and just like you said that cross was chef's kiss it just was a beautiful thing. Oh, i'm sorry it was a thing of beauty i didn't mean to interrupt you there but it, yeah it was it was real nice it was real nice i watched the extended highlights of it and it the, of the match itself and other other than that there was one more key moment in that match and how about you uh, how about you paint us a picture what happened there um, so, you know, Etienne, you know, on his, what, second match? Because he, he played last week briefly. I, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so this was the second match in. He he misses misses a guy. Um, he's running. He, he's going up to the ball. Right. Without the awareness that somebody's coming. He looked yeah. like somebody who thought, okay, there's no, there's no winger over here. I'm just going to, you know, go get the ball, crowd the ball, and then turn around and move it upfield. But give credit where credit's due. Uh, to the Sounders player who, who just charged him, yeah. he saw that Etienne was not was not paying attention, or at least didn't know he was there, right. and he just went after it. And yeah, keep what what happened next. So he goes, tries you know, tries to make a pass, tries to make a cross. It hits, uh, bounces off. Looked like it bounced off uh, Harrison Awful's thigh, 
Yeah, yeah. Looks like maybe off his thigh and into his hand. Um, ref calls it a you know a handball, which you know I think is the right call. Um, I wasn't thrilled about it, but that kind of is what it is. You hate to see it. Um, I don't know how much he could have really. I don't know what you would expect him to do in that situation to avoid it, but that is what it is. Um, so then you know they're awarded a penalty, and I can remember I can remember watching it. You know it's late. Wife's asleep. I'm trying not to wake anybody up. And, you know, the first the first attempt at the penalty, Room blocks it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just lost my mind. I mean, I'm jumping up and down silently. Uh, you know, I'm going nuts, tweeting out all in caps, you know, going through. <laughs> and I, I liked about 100, you know, felt like about 100 tweets of, you know, ball don't lie. Yeah. And then on the VAR replay. Of course, it gets taken back. Um, you know, they said room was room was off his line, which you know, which he was. I mean, it was the it was the right call. I hate it. I don't know how much I. It's a new rule, I think, this year, right? Or no, it's been there for a couple seasons. You don't always it, see it. Like in in all, in, I'll say with the match last week with Norwich and Tottenham, I noticed that Cruel got off his line a few times. Right. And they, is it always watched? No, but it is something that they're supposed to stay on the line until the ball is kicked. Yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, gets retaken and he makes the shot. So, you know, I mean, that's fine. It's it's hard to put too much on room there. I mean, they're at, goalies are at such a disadvantage when it comes to those penalties anyway. Yeah. It, it's hard to blame him you know, for trying to get an advantage where he can. Um, it was funny. They did have, they had a goal disallowed earlier. I know we didn't bring up earlier in the game before all this happened. The Sounders did where the player was called off sides. And I think I tweeted out something like, you know, we here at Bryant and me are a, are a pro VAR podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then he, and then the VAR turns around and takes the, uh, you know, the stop penalty away and, I think I retweeted on second thought VAR sucks ass or something like that. <laughs> it yeah, giveth you, and it um, taketh away. Right. That was, you still got a point in oh. a tough place to play. Oh, what? Oh, absolutely. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just, oh, yeah. I thought absolutely. you had something like an epiphany moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still tough to, to win in a place like that, even with the field and all that. Now the, the fans, the supporters, it was not, as big of a crowd as you're normally going to have in a Seattle match um, because there were some concerns. We talked about them last week uh, on our podcast, but it, it didn't look like a Seattle stadium that you normally see. Right. Yeah. With, with the scares of the, you know, the coronavirus and everything with, I mean, Seattle's like ground zero in, in America for it right now. And there was in the, the County. Yeah. With all these different, there's been a few folks that have passed away, older folks that have passed away, which is still equally as sad. I'm not saying age is a factor in what's sad or not, but it, well, it's still something that's scary because even if you don't get it, or even if you get it and you're fine and you're healthy, you could pass it on to somebody else. And it's just, they're in the county where it's all happening. Well, and they had the employee, the the guy who was at CenturyLink Field last weekend working the XFL game. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tested positive after he had been working at the XFL game. So he was around all those people in the same stadium. Not uh, not great. But the good news is none of our guys managed to come back with coronavirus that we know of. Knock on wood. Everything seems to be um, okay right now. Now, since we're on the topic really quick, we're going to talk about what's coming up this weekend. Uh, but the Premier League... Did you see what they did with the handshakes? Yes, yeah, they got got rid of all the uh, got rid of the pre match handshake, which yeah, probably makes sense. It makes sense if you then also get rid of all the moments in the game where there's contact between these players. It's a physical right. game where there's sweat, where there's other things. There, it, it it's felt silly to get rid of the handshake. Even at work now, they have signs up about not shaking hands. So we're in a handshake-free zone. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, that's all you're supposed to do, right, is wash your hands. That's how we're handling it in the United States. We're Turn not getting page, political. Turn wash the your hands. Wash your wash hands. Your hand. Turn the page. Wash your hands. We're not going to get into politics, Brian, because um, we don't want to do that because it's almost Tuesday. And 
you turn into a werewolf. This Saturday, we've got Real Salt Lake. What do you what are you thinking? Any anything exciting stick out to you for this match? Um, you know, there's a re- there's a return uh, to Map Free Stadium. Our I know one of your all time favorite crew players, uh, <laughs> J- Justin Miram. <sighs> We'll be making his. Uh, he's he's been back already though, right? When he didn't he come with Atlanta last year, and then Orlando and Orlando for that. that. Yeah, he's he's been back a few times now. So this, it's not like this is the first time he'll be back. But um, will you be among the folks applauding him? Well, I guess we won't be at the game, but will you boo the TV when he comes on? I won't boo the TV. That's not something that I I will do. He he had a good career with the crew. Offensively, if you look at his numbers and what he was able to do with goals and assists, he was in a really good system. He had some guys he could whip it into, and uh, he had Kai Kamara scoring a lot of goals for him. But not just Kai. He's had a good track record offensively, but it's just always that defense. That defense always gets me, I'm not, or lack thereof. I'm not going to uh, neither jeer nor cheer uh, Mr. Miram whenever he comes to the Crew Stadium. And... Honestly, I, the, Kai Kamara has to be one of his mentors because he's he's trying to do the same trend of wearing every MLS sh- every MLS shirt <laughs> in his career. Um, so good on Justin. I'm glad that he's still out there playing. I mean, he's he's still got years. He's still got time. He's not by any means an old player. He's a veteran player. Um, he's one of on the crew's top players. He's someone who's been productive and he's played a lot of minutes so I, I give him credit for what he's done for the club in the past years but uh, I think we've seen what has happened what what has happened excuse me since he's left or since he's been out of the system too especially just hasn't uh, hasn't worked out there will be uh, you know Real Salt Lake will be coming in looks like I'm just gonna throw out some stats for you here looks like they're coming Ooh. in uh, off of two straight draws yeah Nil nil draw to Orlando, which good God, that's a barn burner. Um, <laughs> and then one uh, one draw with the uh, with the Red Bulls, our friend Brian Lenoy's uh, former <sighs> favorite team. Oh God, <laughs> I can imagine Brian ripping off his shirt right now and and doing a mosh pit right there in the stands. Yeah, I'm not too I'm not too scared of nah. Real Salt Lake coming in. The crew are playing. Or they've played two really good teams. We played NYCFC. We played, uh, we pr- we played the MLS Cup <laughs> opponents. Yeah. In, in weeks one and two, and, and we gave points. up. Yeah, we gave up one goal, and it was a penalty kick. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the defense, and we didn't have uh, Wormgorn there. We had Abubakar Keda, who is, in his own right, he's doing great. I yeah. mean, he he played last season. He came in and he was effective. There is some uh, crazy stat where I think he only lost one game where Cato was involved oh. in the match, either starting or playing in the match. He only lost one match. Other than that, it was wins and draws. So he's a youth. Uh, he's a, a youth. Excuse me, USA national team player who <laughs> the kid's got a high ceiling. So either him or, or Vito in there and Josh Williams, he was a little banged up and didn't get the chance to start, which I expect. I thought he was going to start. I didn't know that he was kind of uh, a little injured going into Saturday's match. But give credit where credit's due. You went across the country with one less day yeah. to acclimate because of the uh, COVID-19. They're trying to be a little more cautious and giving more or giving less time up in uh, up in King County. But... I think at home against a team that scored, you know, we've only scored two goals in two matches. It's not a high-scoring right. game, but a 0-0 draw and a 1-1 draw doesn't seem to strike fear in the hearts of crew supporters, in my opinion. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Kata, which Kata, Kata had a very good game, but uh, John Mensa, man. Johnny Mensa. He he had a phenomenal game. I thought um, he was really, I think, part of the reason why. Because Seattle had some chances, um, and you know Mensa cleaned up a few. Uh, Room obviously is is cementing himself. I think is one of the better keepers um, in the MLS. But Mensa had himself a game, and one other um, one other thing I'll throw out about the game that I really noticed. You know, watching and and really with this listening. Um, 
first time, you know, because obviously you and I went to the first game, the other games we watched in the preseason didn't have our normal broadcast team. Uh, the new yeah. broad, the new broadcast team is fantastic. Um, Jordan, uh, Jordan Angeli, the new, uh, you know, one of our new co-hosts there, she's great. I was yeah. thoroughly impressed um, listening to her. Really good analysis. I don't consider myself a person who's super knowledgeable about the sport, but I, I'm learning. Which is why like, we have this podcast. You exactly. <laughs> We're the experts. I'm I'm learning. You know, I I felt like I learned some things listening to her talk about the sport, which I don't feel like I normally do. So I I definitely came out of that game very impressed with her. And she played herself. She was a pro, so she's she's got the on field experience. She's obviously um, has no problems with being on the camera and being the voice of the crew now yeah. with Neil Sika, and that's just. That's just great. I mean, putting her into this role was awesome, and I think that uh, Dwight Burgess not being on the matches every week is is sad. But having her come in and and kind of take the reins there is is great. And for the fifteen minutes, I was coherent. I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to to listen and watch more where I can be fully awake and watch it. Thank God that's the only the second I think ten o'clock match we have. We have two, excuse me, not the second. That's the first. But we're gonna have two ten o'clock matches. I can't I can't take Yeah, that. that's that's not not my thing. Speaking of crew coverage, Thomas, I know one thing you and Last I have thing. you Last and I have thing. discussed briefly, um, that you've been doing some writing for Massive Report um this what? year. I know you had mentioned there were a couple of things you wanted to share that you were working on uh, with the pod. What do you have going on? One last thing with Valenzuela. Yes. Still waiting to hear what happens there. That was yes. something that is yes. a huge piece. Is that something that was precautionary? It was on the same leg. Right. As he had his issue last year. And I'm just hoping. Oh, I'm just hoping so much. Now we still have Chris Caden who can come in and who can I mean he it's not his natural position, but they he's adjusted to that position, and it's something that he can play. He's either midfield, he can play those uh, fullback positions. So we have depth this year, which we didn't have a ton of it last year. Right. Our depth was a lot of younger guys who normally would probably not see as much of the field. So hopefully tomorrow, fingers crossed, everything is not too serious with Milton Valenzuela because he is he's a game changer. Game yeah. changer. All right. Thank you very much for uh, bringing up the Master Report stuff. It's almost like it was in the outline. But there are two different things that I'm working on that I really appreciate people's support with um, out there in the internet world. The first one is I'm doing a series of uh, supporter stories. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing my first interview tomorrow with somebody. And these are not stories that are... um, Oh, I was at a match and my heart stopped and someone saved my life. These aren't going to be like, these are stories just of everyday fans, how they became fans of the crew, how it's impacted their life, the game of soccer, what they love. There are stories that are coming now of um, one guy is part of four generations of crew supporters, somebody who wasn't a crew fan or a soccer fan at all. And now um, her and her spouse are refereeing soccer matches. <laughs> They're going to soccer matches. Wow. We have a family who moved here from out of state, wasn't into soccer, but started coming to crew matches, and now they're full family season ticket holders. There are so many stories that have come in, and I've appreciated everybody. But if you know somebody who has a cool story, know somebody who wants to share a story, we're going to do, we meaning uh, myself, Master Report, I'm going to interview folks, ask them some questions, do a write-up about it, and then we're going to have a story on Master Report that will have a story about them written, and then also an audio version of the interview so you can hear a little bit more and hear it straight from them. So uh, I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. And then the second thing, this, as soon as I sent it in, as soon as I sent him the idea, I was like, what the hell are you thinking? This is not a good idea. I am going to listen to every single crew nine 96 specific podcast, every Mm -hmm. single one. Now it's, (laughs) excuse me it's a lot um i haven't come up with the ground rules yet i have a list of podcasts i have to listen to i'm not going to listen to ours because i think we record it i feel like i listen to it 
whilst recording. But if there are podcasts that I've missed, I sent a thread out today of the different ones I'm going to listen to. It's going to be a story of of humor. It's not going to be a story of we're not going to do a power rankings of the podcast. We're not going to do. I'm not, not going to tell you. More. Yeah, which ones are not good and which ones are good. It's I want people to learn more about these different podcasts, and I want them to hear uh, some of the the fun things that you can find on these podcasts. Because honestly, I think most of the people uh, that have shows, from what I've seen on the internets and the shows that I have listened to, there's a lot of self-deprecation already. So I don't think people will be too offended by um, what comes out. But I'm going to be listening to at least one episode of every podcast, even you folks out at uh, Alangulo. Angulo, excuse me. Um, I don't know Spanish, obviously, but I'm going to listen to an entire um, podcast and hope my three semesters of college Spanish um, kick in and I'm able to understand a little bit about uh, what's going on and their thoughts with the crew. And hopefully whenever people read this, they can they can get a laugh and also maybe find a podcast they haven't listened to before and give it a shot. Love it. It's really just a big, glorious way of getting our podcast onto mass report for people to listen to that's why you did it <laughs> just kidding no i'm gonna put a a disclaimer um pretty much letting you know that i feel like ours is the worst of all of them but thank you for that brian and you know you have an announcement too kind of segueing into some talk about the prem and things that have been going on with tottenham and liverpool what's going on this uh this weekend um, so, you know, we, and I know we mentioned it briefly last week as well, but, you know, about, was it a week and a half or, or so ago now, there was a really bad tornado that went through Nashville, um, did a ton of damage. Last I'd heard 23 people, I believe had passed away millions of dollars in, uh, you know, in property damage. I mean, it's really, really a difficult situation. Um, so I'm I'm a part of Columbus Spurs, obviously pretty active member. You know, go watch a lot of games and stuff with them. They're great folks. Um, we have a you know good relationship with Nashville Spurs, which is another sport, Spurs supporters group, obviously in Nashville, given the name. Um, huh. The bar where they meet um, every week to watch matches was damaged pretty badly. Um, so just kind of you know in the spirit of solidarity with them helping you know helping them out they they are raising money to um you know help in the community there in nashville they've selected um the community excuse me community foundation of middle tennessee um is one of the local charities on the ground there that's uh helping folks out with um you know with things that they need obviously for relief so we are going to be doing a raffle uh, this weekend on Sunday at 1230. Uh, Spurs are going to be playing uh, Man United. So we will be raffling off a growler from Endeavor Brewing, um, which will which will come with a fill-up. So, you know, get yourself a growler, get yourself a, a fill-up, get some delicious beer. Um, and any, uh, any money that we make from that is all going to be sent over to Nashville Spurs, who are going to be sending that over to the Community Foundation. So, um, you know, you don't obviously have to be a Spurs uh, supporter. Or, uh, I guess if you're no. a Man United super- supporter, I don't really know that I want you there. Kidding. Come out. Oh, don't um, do that. <laughs> Endeavor, is, uh, Endeavor is welcome to everybody. They're, they're our home bar, but, you know, any anytime you go over there to watch games, you're going to see any number of other teams there. I know there's a city group that meets there. There's an Aston Villa group that regularly meets there, and then you'll just see any kind of any number of random uh, teams, you you guys, that's where you met the Norwich supporter uh, a couple of weekends ago, right, Thomas? Yeah, from straight up Norwich. So come on out, have some beer, donate. You might win something. Worst case, you'll have some beer with some nice folks, watch a football game. Root, we're all going to root against Man United because yeah. you know, it's Man United, and you guys all want me happy and in a good mood for once on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we appreciate that you come out. We may or may not have some swag on us. If you want to get some uh, a button, or a button or a sticker, you might could uh, get yourself out. I I don't know yet if uh, JD Secret Stash, which is our kind of our food truck that we bring in, 
Um, I don't know yet if they'll be there. Look for us uh, on Twitter. I'm sure we'll retweet something that talks about them being there. You can get yourself some tots and ham. Ooh. One of the delicious uh, Spurs-themed dishes that they've created if they're there. But, yeah, we'd appreciate you coming out. Hey, come out, buy us a beer, shake our hand. Maybe, maybe don't shake our hand, but we'll take the free no. beer. We can't shake hands right now. But and, we'll take free beer, yeah. Um, and, no, so I in my priority listing, I have first, help with the fundraiser, get some money down to the folks who need it. Second is um, rooting against Man United. And then third... JD's better be there. I'm really excited for this. So you, once you find out, are you okay over there? What'd you do now? I heard a slam. It uh, was it a cup of water. It may have been. Uh, well, slam. I should go on also... some game show where I hear things and I'm like, oh, that's this because I nailed of, that. Speaking of slam, I am also watching Space Jam. Um, huh. And Quad City DJs did just say, "Come on and slam if you want to jam." And you got so excited that you're like, where's the closest thing? You got a cup of water because you've already slammed your laptop exactly. and you slammed it. Whew. Oh, to be to be in that house right now, I don't think you need to open up another one. I feel like you've had enough. Let's talk about the Premier League. Most notably, the return of Liverpool FC. I never doubted them. Not for <laughs> one single second. Liverpool have come back from the grave. I say that um, with jest. By beating the cherries, they upped the cherries pretty good. Uh, two to one was the final score. Now, Brian, 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 I know you don't watch Liverpool matches because of blah, 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 blah. I don't like seeing teams win, blah, blah, blah. Did you happen to see any of the vitriol or any of the anger that arose on the internets regarding a certain VAR decision in that I matchup? Did, I did not. Tell me about what happened. Well, uh, okay, well. We're in the ninth minute, and a Joe Gomez is running back to get the ball on defense. It's really him and Van Dyke back there. He's the only one close to the ball, and then um, Adrian is behind them because Allison's out for a couple weeks. Please come back, although Adrian is pretty amazing on his own. Well, Callum Wilson comes up, and he runs up against uh, Gomez's back with his elbow, pushes Gomez off. Mm. Gomez does not fall down. He, he gets pushed and he moves probably like five paces or something. He, he's, he lunges forward a little bit. He doesn't fall to the ground. Wilson runs up, gets the ball, passes it to a teammate. Teammate passes it back to Wilson. There's a, a, a cross into the box and he scores. 1-0 in the ninth minute. So at that point, I joke about you know never doubting them. I, I really, in my heart of hearts... I didn't doubt them, but there was a piece of me that the Cleveland piece that was coming out. And when they scored that goal, I just I just sunk back in my chair like, OK, this is happening. All right. <laughs> I guess it's going to happen. But it's after the goal scored, which is just soccer watching it nowadays, is I thought, well, VAR is going to come back. This isn't going to be a goal. They're going to say that that was what started the momentum. That's when they got the possession and that it was legit a foul. And it shouldn't have been called, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then a few seconds later, VAR goal stands. And I was like, what? I was I was floored. I was floored. Hearing, um, and this is bad, when Graham Lasseau and Arlo, Arlo White, I was agreeing with them. Wow. I'm not a fan of that duo. Uh, not a fan at all, but... They were saying, yeah, that should have been a foul. And then later on, you get a little insight into how it happened and all that stuff. Michael Oliver, who was the VAR uh, referee, he was the video assistant ref monitor that day watching it. Apparently, he was in the ears of Tierney, our boy who was running the show on the field. And uh, Tierney told him, oh, I saw the push and I was fine with it. So they didn't <laughs> overturn the goal because the, the, the ref on the field was fine with it. And so they talked about, Arlo specifically talked about clear and obvious. How, okay, it has to be a clear and obvious error in judgment of the official on the field for it to be overturned. And because tyranny was okay with the push, it's not clear and obvious. 
No, what's clear and obvious is that Tierney doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And he can see this guy <laughs> on the field getting pushed and not do a piece of beep with it. And that's just, it was garbage. And that's clear and obvious. That's why you have that video assistant referee because they actually look at footage. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, your head's up, you're behind. That was a foul. We're going to take the goal away. No, Premier League, they're just, this whole season has not been great for them. And, you know, all the 19 other supporters groups say uh, live VAR pool and how Liverpool's benefited so much. We've already debunked that. They have not benefited. Um, if anything, they've been like middle of the table with how it's come out in their favor. Um, it might even be close to the opposite way now where they've actually lost um, some goals, et cetera, from it. But in the total, you know, combined amount of decisions over the season but for them it's just a thing of pride it's a thing of pride it's like no i said it was a push and it was okay and i'm fine with it like that that shouldn't have been that should have been overturned and the thing is if gomez would have fallen to the ground yep whistles blown right away right away yeah i mean it's it very much feels like the the var is there to not step on anybody's toes not hurt anybody's feelings, uphold the refs, you know, the refs decision for the most part, they, they're protecting each other. You know what I mean? It's very much like, Hey, I don't want to call another ref out because next week I might be the ref on the field. that gets called out. Yeah. And then it's almost like, Hey, you know, uh, Michael Oliver and me, we're, we're, we're pals. And I'm not saying that there's collusion or anything. No collusion. Perfect. (laughs) Um, I'm not saying there's collusion, but just saying that they know each other. Are right. they going to call each other out? Are they going to do this or that? And you just need to have some impartial person who is in charge of VAR. Kind of like it. they do in the NHL. Now, the NHL is not perfect. I'm not talking about when they can review things and all that. But the reviews, when they do happen, they're right. done in one central location up in Toronto. I'm not saying we do the VAR stuff in Toronto. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> we just have a home base where all the VAR is checked by a single group of employees who check that stuff, who are not a part of the referees, you know, who are on the field every match. People right. who are trained referees, maybe they're, you know, um, maybe folks who haven't gone onto the field. Maybe those are refs who haven't made it to the Premier League group of referees, something like that. Get somebody else on there who is trained in the law of the game that isn't have arguments of impartiality, even if we don't even if those things are not true and that they're just, you know, that's just what it was and it was fine with them. Even the thought that we could have in our minds that there's some sort of something going on, you need to be able to clear that up. Well, and, and therein, therein is part of the problem with, you know, I think, you know, the Premier League, I think they're to the point where, you know, any, any publicity is good publicity, right? People are talking, so it doesn't matter. But we're talking, we've talked longer about the VAR thing then we probably will about the game itself. Right. Right. And that's what um, is what your, your hope is that it, it clears up issues and then it makes the game better because it fixes those things that were a, a mistake. Right. Which obviously that was, well, you know, you, you live to, to play another game. Um, before we talk about Burnley and Tottenham, I know we are, we don't go into all the Premier League matches because, you know, we've got lives and such. We can't watch all the matches. I will say I was a little happy that Man United won on Sunday. I was not. And that was because they beat uh, Manchester City, which for those playing along at home, those mathematicians out there, uh, that was first of three matches that they have before Liverpool plays again. Man City's going to play Wednesday against the Gunners. And they're playing again over the weekend against Burnley. And if they were to lose, and this is the, I joke around that this is the Doctor Strange one occurrence out of a billion different options happening moment where if Man City loses all three of these matches, they've already lost the first one. If they lose the next two matches, Liverpool don't even have to play again. Boom. We have to play. We could win the league before even touching the field again for a Premier League matchup. Wow! So they have to take at least they have to take at least four points from the next two matches for us not to win it. This uh, this next matchup we have this weekend. 
So they could Ooh. win. They could win one, and you guys still would, could be champions if they lose the other. If they lose the other, we will be set up on Monday, the sixteenth, to win the Premier League against Everton oh. in in Goodison Park, which I'm not all for shoving it in the faces of rivals yeah. that we've won, winning yes. it in their house. Yes, you are. That's I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not you. I'm not you. I want to win it at home. I think winning it on the 21st against Crystal Palace in Anfield, one, you're at home, which is great to win it in front of your fans so they can have that moment of celebration. Like when the Cavs won against the Golden State Warriors, I was still super beeping excited that they won, but they won it on the other side of the country. Could you imagine if they won it in Cleveland? All the fans who were there watching it live as it happened, that would just be amazing. Don't talk about anything else that happened that year in Cleveland. When it comes to championships. But I, so, first part is being at home. Second part, even though Everton, even though so Goodison Park and Anfield are within a mile and a half of each other, I digress. It's not their home stadium. I would rather beat Crystal Palace at home because, first, the home. Second one, because Crystal Palace, uh, after the Gerard slip a few years back, uh, which I even hate saying it, um, the next match that they had, which could have sealed their fate, and they still could have won, even with that, you know, uh, no pun intended slip up, they could have still won, but Crystal Palace beat them the next week. I want to get whatever skeletons are out of the closet, whatever bad juju, beat Crystal Palace, win the title at home. That would be my best case scenario. If it comes down to it, and we have to win it, though, the next week in Manchester City, I'd be fine with that, too. I would be okay with that, too. Speaking of uh, salt, uh, salty Everton, um, did you see the thing with them offering um, free drinks to one of the local hotels there? That's like an you know their ever their Everton supporters are offering free drinks to any uh, Atletico Madrid fans that show up this week. No, I did not. That yeah, <sighs> that is a, a tad bit salty. But whenever you have to watch a team like that and how they played over the weekend against Chelsea. I I would be taking all the drinks I could. <laughs> but anyway, um, it looks like maybe before the end of March, we could see a uh, Liverpool lock it up, probably the, the fastest in league history of any team locking up the the title. So not gonna not gonna hate that. Not gonna hate that. Well, speaking of Burnley, since that's one of the matches Man City has this weekend, uh, what about what about you? What happened with Burnley and uh, and the Tottenham's? Well, um, we did uh, manage to get a point out of the game, which you know I'll take. Um, we played about as poorly as we possibly could have played in the first half. I mean, it was it was dreadful. We came out just anemic, slow. I don't know what we were trying to do. We were just trying to slog the game down. We came out with five center backs, which was interesting. Jose special. Against Burnley. Um, not exactly a dynamic. <laughs> um, it's not like we were, we were putting five center backs out against, you know, an attacking, exciting team like Liverpool. Like, this is not... Burnley not... only has two less points than you. Don't get all high and mighty against oh, Burnley. Oh, no, no, okay. no. It's just two, two different... It's a... It's, a different style of football, though. Right. Like they're right. they're not an, they're not an up and up and down the field attacking type. You know, they're not Liverpool where yeah, you want to play five center backs because good God, you gotta <laughs> you want to try and do whatever you can to slow them down. That's not what Burnley wants to do. Right. Um, so it, I just thought it was an interesting strategy. We looked really slow. Didn't really look like we cared to be there all that much. Um, second half rolls around and. We made some halftime subs, which you know, uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say bad things about Mourinho for his strategy in the first half, I'm gonna go ahead and praise him for making those subs coming into the second half because it completely turned the game on its head. Um, quite honestly, if if we had played the way we played in the second half and the first half, we'd have won the game going away. Yeah. Um, it was completely different. We were up and down the pitch. We, we had opportunities. Um, you know, we did get a goal. We got a goal off a penalty, which was completely legit penalty. Delhi um, took the uh, took the PK and 
and buried it. Um, but just not, again, just not a great performance overall. Second half was much better than the first, but seeing them put together a full 90 minutes, it's been a long time since they put together a full 90 minutes. Obviously, there's a lot of problems. Front office yeah. has not replenished the squad like they should have. We've had, God, we're the walking dead. We've had so many so many injuries. We've probably just lost another player for the rest of the season. Who um, was that? Uh, Steven Bergwine. Oof, the new yeah, oh. yeah, one of our new wingers. He's yeah, he's played he's played pretty well, and yeah, he took a sprained ankle. I think there's he's he may or may not be out be back before the end of the season, but it's it's not looking likely. Um, though Sun could be back within the next few weeks, which is which is exciting. That could at yeah. least give, could at least give us something, right? One positive I will take from that game and I think that I've taken over the last month or so um, Giovanni Lacelso is going to be a player we signed him over the summer um, from Spain and this kid he's going to be really good um, it, it was night and day seeing him when he was one of the subs they made a halftime and anytime when he's on the pitch he's He's all over the place. He's making he's making plays. He's setting guys up. He's potentially you know he's creating chances. He's getting chances to to, to try and shoot, try and put a ball in the net. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely he get he gives me hope long term that this team can figure it out. Wow, because he's he's that good. I think he's that good of a player within the next couple of years. Rebellions um, are built on it. He's, he's the type of guy I think we could build a team around and potentially be pretty good. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I personally, I, I know you're going you're gonna to laugh when I say this. If I have to choose right now between winning tomorrow or potentially making top five or top four, I'll, take, I'll, I'll go ahead and lose tomorrow. I don't ever want to lose. Don't get me wrong. But... If I've got to, if I've got to take one, I'll take finishing top five for whatever we need to. Either way, you know what I mean. Like just the extra games, I think, with our lack of depth. Yeah, you're four points it, away from the top five. It's gonna be really hard to keep playing games in the Champions League. Um, not the, not that we probably, you know, I don't feel confident about the game either way tomorrow, but. Uh, against Le- Le- Leipzig, we're down one zero and going to their, going to to their field. So, <sighs> but no, you're you're four points off of fifth yeah. place right now. So if if we can, uh, you know, finish fifth and you know cross our fingers that that gets us, you know, into Champions League next year, then you know that's what I'd much rather take. You know, if I can get both, sure, but I'm not going to get greedy and think that that's doable with our our squad depth at this point um yeah the teams that you have in front of you it's they've had some good runs lately. like sheffield right. they've won three out of the last four with a draw snuggled in there too you guys have had the draw you had two losses wolves they haven't i mean they have a few draws in there of the last five they've won two of them but they haven't any losses and they're right behind man united uh, two points behind but man united man they're They've, oh, by the way, Sheffield has a game in hand. So if they if they win their next match, they jump into into fifth place from seventh, which is still the story of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Outside of Liverpool, if you're not counting Liverpool, Man United, they're on a the heck of a form themselves right now. I don't want right. to give them a lot of credit, but you know, bringing in Fernandez, I who, I feel like they've been what who, who Spurs were this close to signing. It's last a podcast. Summer. No one can see what this is. Like, yeah. is that really far or is it really small? Uh, like, right there. Like, the deal was supposedly pretty uh, much done. And they just couldn't get it over the line. Um, think of that team. Think of us with that guy on the team. Um, it looks slightly different. It would still suck because you wouldn't have Harry Kane or or Son or, <laughs> or anybody else. Sure. You would still have all these other injuries. But, yeah, maybe you would be closer to that position. But you're in the fight. You have nine matches left. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not impossible. One last uh, table-driven uh, thing I will bring up: the North London. 
couple teams in North London, between Arsenal and Tottenham, um, together you have 81 points, and Liverpool have 82. So we have more points than all of North London combined. Okay, that was fun. I want to say right before we go, let's pick our uh, Champions League picks. I don't want you to necessarily say the score, but you tell me. I'm going to do one, two, three. At three, you're going to tell me, do Tottenham move on or not? You kind of played your card a moment ago, but on three, one, two, three. No. So they're not going through. You don't see them going through. No, I don't think so. I don't see it. All right. One, two, three. I think Liverpool are going to make it through. They have Atletico coming to Anfield. Hopefully this match against Bournemouth saw them uh, kind of remember how to score goals, which is something they've had some troubles with over the last few weeks. Um, I think we move on. I think at at home, I know we're down 1-0, but if our defense can keep them from scoring a goal, which has not been great lately, um, if we can keep them from scoring a goal and we can score a couple, I'm hoping for a, a 2-0 win, um, maybe 3-1. We've come from pretty rough odds before um, against better La Liga teams, and I think that uh, the way Bournemouth played, not to give all the credit to Adam Wheeler on this one, a Liverpool fr- uh, friend and fan, Big big fan of the podcast, I'm sure. I'm sure he listens all the time. He um he was talking about Bournemouth and how they played is a good test for what Atletico is going to do. Yeah, because you have a team that's uh, battling relegation in terms of Bournemouth. Well, they're in the relegation hunt right now. They have tied with two other teams, but they're in the 18th spot um, based on goal differential. <laughs> I have to think that we can, if we can do what we did to Bournemouth and score the goals, and we had some other chances. Hopefully we can do the same with Atletico, but they're not a relegation team. They have a strong club. Um, It's just their style of play. Hopefully that woke Liverpool up and they can break through. Yeah. Speaking of breaking on through to the other side, how about you give us a... I mean, close it on out, Brian. Break on through to the other side. That's the road. That's the high. Break on through to the other side. Lizard King. Lizard King, Brian Caves. God rest his soul. All right. So thanks, guys. Thanks for always for listening, for supporting us, for interacting with us. We had a lot of fun. uh, Or I did, I guess. Thomas was snoring. But a lot of fun interacting with folks on Twitter on Saturday night. Son of a beast. If you're not currently interacting with us on Twitter, go ahead and do so. I don't know why you're not. We're lots of fun. How did you start listening to us if you're not following us on Twitter? Maybe you found one of your, maybe they found one of your senior pictures and it just, you know, I should have put the stickers on every senior picture. We're marketing experts. So you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at Bryant and me. I am at pickle chips, replace the eyes with ones. And there's an S at the end. Uh, You can get Thomas at one Thomas Costello while you're looking us up, you know, you're listening to the pod, you're subscribing, you're telling your friends, go ahead and give us a review. We appreciate the, We appreciate the five-star reviews. Just if do you, it. If you give us something that's snarky or savage or funny, Sassy. you know, you just might get it right on the air. We proved tonight that if you send us quality content, we'll read it on the air. We're going to send it right back to you. We're going to let the world know, the tens of people who are listening know. We uh we're both big music guys. We love music, so uh, be on the lookout every month. We're going to share a monthly music playlist of just you know stuff we've been listening to over the course of the month. Uh, we'll put that on Apple Music and Spotify. If you have recommendations for us, if you're looking at you know what we post and you're like, hey, I see you really like this artist. I bet you'd really like this. Or hey, your music taste sucks. You know, if you want to tell us that too, go for it. Listen to it. Let us know what you think. Give us some recommendations. As always, tell your friends, your family, your your coworkers, people at your church or at your social group that you attend, your worst enemies, random people on the street, anybody. People in your coven. Yeah. Ooh. Witchy. Um, We're always grateful for any any love that you spread around the community, around your friends, for us. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not through handshakes. Yeah, no, don't, again, uh, just a reminder, guys, too, by the way. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute, Thomas, if you'll bear with me. Soapbox? Is that a washing your hands reference? Ooh, it wasn't, but I'll take it. 
Um, you know, guys, there's a lot of people freaking out right now. I get it. People are afraid. People are scared. While you're out and about, be nice to people. Like, I get it. We're all stressed out. We're all worried. Hey, am I going to get sick? You know, when you're at the grocery store, maybe don't buy 10 things of hand soap. Save, save, some, ha- save some hand soap for somebody else. Maybe uh, don't smack people in the head at the store because they're buying toilet paper and you want toilet paper. You know, just miss that. Oh, you haven't seen that video. Highly oh, recommend. It's insane. Oh. Um, so just be out there. Take care of one another. Take care of yourselves. Be excellent to one another. Have a good night, guys. Arrivederci. Adios. I'm talking to you, Alan Gulo. Vaya con Dios. Okay. <laughs>